Anyang fellow Anyang army. fellow army. <laughs> Welcome to We Got No Jams. It's your two favorite unis here, and we are shamelessly obsessing about BTS. Yes. You know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> I'm your host, Uni Sarah. And I'm your host, Uni Jude. And hello. Part three. Again. Has begun. Hello for Indigo. Hello. Part three. <laughs> Can you My hear friend. me? <laughs> hello. <laughs> good to need. You so ah, we went to different. Ask your dad. Your dad knows this different song. directions on that. I like that a lot. I know. <laughs> I never can go the Adele version. It's not one that sticks. It wasn't a favorite song of mine, so it's not one that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if I ever mm-hmm. hear a hello, it's usually hello. Yeah. Um, is it me you're looking for? Yep. Or yep. Hello, my friend. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neil Diamond. Mine. Used to be Lionel Richie, but now it's definitely Adele. Adele, yeah, my love. She's you're not over. alone. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like hello, yeah. and then I yeah. always, I'm always wrong. I'm always the wrong one now. <laughs> okay, that's all right. We can still hang out. <laughs> and how is your day today, Uni Sarah? <gasps> Thank you for asking. I know you asked. I know we always ask, but I know you're in this instance asking because I want to talk about Avatar so bad. <laughs> yes, I know. I know that she, I already know how she's yeah. doing. I've already been yeah. talking to her today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So thank you for asking so that I can talk about Avatar and the I'm way I'm doing this for all of y'all. You guys, I'm behind <laughs> on seeing this movie because it's been out for a while now, but highly recommend Avatar. It was so good. We went today. I saw it in 3D. It was magical. I cried. It was, I cried. I laughed. All the things. And very similar to the first Avatar, the way they build environments and you're experiencing it in 3D is so magical. It was so cool. So, so cool. It is like a three hour long movie. It's super long, but it did not feel like... Like, we popped out of the theater, and it did not feel like three hours had gone by. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Avatar, so good. Please go watch it. (laughs) Not that, like, Avatar, the biggest, like, grossing film ever now, needs help from me, but if you haven't seen it, I do recommend it. It was so good. I loved it. (laughs) But how are you feeling this week? Oh, you know, just feeling good. Normal. (laughs) A normal... A normal yeah. week. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just doing the things, living the dream. Yeah. Back to you, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Back to me, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to Indigo Part 3. Today, we're really only covering one thing, but it was a big video, and we were both probably yes. one of our favorite things that came out of his promotion. So excited It about was super in-depth. Yeah. We really liked it a lot. And so we're kind of dedicating like a whole episode to it. I will say this kind of concludes our coverage of Indigo in regards to like what's come out so far. We are not covering the other YouTube channels that he visited. Like he did an interview with Zach Sang. He was on, uh, he was on like Pixesh 
something or other. He, yeah, that I video watched was all fun. of them. Yeah, it's very chaotic. <laughs> the Pixesh, like, uh, YouTube channel. What we can do is, um, I'll link some of them in our blog section yes. of our website, but we're not going to cover them. It's all, yeah. like three episodes is enough <laughs> for us yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. Now. But he was on a bunch of other YouTube channels as well, like doing interviews and stuff. We are not covering those. But today, we welcome you in, and we want you to join us as we talk about the album, magazine, film. You guys? Yes. So good. First, they did post a a teaser. So the teaser came out first, and then the full 40-minute video came out. And I did want to talk about the teaser real quick, (laughs) because it was was really good. It gave you, I mean, it did give you a good... You know, little there were little snippets, you know, from the full video, kind of, you know, edited together. There was one moment in particular that honestly I just wanted to bring because I was watching this teaser and RM's talking. He's got like featured artists on the album. They're talking like cold saying things like, you know, planning an album around a message you want to convey requires a huge amount of courage. We've got you know, Paul Blanco, oh, this combination of artists and producers is unprecedented. And then we get Anderson Peck, who's literally, his only speaking line in this trailer is, yes, law! Yeah. <laughs> and this I was is like, Anderson Peck! Yes, law! Yes. Just like, big old like, smile, and before that, it's just very serious. Dirty. And then even after that, it's very serious. Like, cuts to tableau, and he's like, yeah, I'm singing yes. my song, and I didn't even listen to it before I sang. I was gonna do it before agreeing to it. But you're still just laughing, yes. and, and like, kind of coming down from the energy that was <laughs> Anderson Pack. <laughs> it was so funny. Was like the only cut, yes. I was, la- I was just dying. It was so good. So I just wanted to mention that real quick from, like, my viewing of the teaser yes. before I had watched, like, the full <laughs> film. Oh, my gosh, I was dying. Uh, but, yeah, this so... This film, though, was really cool. This was awesome. So, basically, this what this was, cool. was... It was kind of like a making of the album documentary kind of thing, where they were talking to... RM yeah. and the featured artists on their experience recording this album. Yeah. And it was so good. It was very well done. There were maybe one or two edits that I was like, this is kind of weird. I'll point it out. <laughs> but otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, very well done. And I loved the different perspectives that we got because there was a ton of people involved in this album like this was a huge project yeah and even though like we already knew there were a bunch of featured artists we get to hear from a lot of the producers as well in this video and so you're getting just a bigger scope of everyone that was involved and like their perspectives on it it was this was awesome like yeah you and i both as soon as we finished watching it we texted each other like one when we were talking about Indigo, we were, like, high-fiving each other, like, pat on the yes. back, because we were really, <laughs> like, we did a, like, I thought we did a good job, like, what RM was trying to convey in things we were really picking up on, and I was like, yes, go us, we did it. <laughs> and then, yes, we did. Yeah, and then we were like, this was awesome, like, this is such a good video. 
<laughs> I know. We were both very excited yeah. about it. And like, we both were like... It was very cool. We, I love that we didn't watch this. Like, that was a big thing. We had not watched yeah. this before we did our album review episode. Yeah. So it was yeah. really exciting for me to watch it, knowing we had already released our episode of that when we started watching for this episode. And so when I watched it and yep. hearing things almost verbatim what we said... I was so excited about that. You guys, this is a great podcast that you listen to. We are just so insightful. So insightful. We are just, just so, so in tune with our M. We observe and we analyze and we are correct. Yes. And we were correct and we just do such a good job. So thanks for and listening. And it's not creepy. So stop giving me that look. <laughs> Well, uh, well, let's get into it. We are, again, this is a pretty long video, so strap in, get some snacks. <laughs> yes. It starts with, we kind of get introduced to this video with RM, and there's two sort of ways that we see RM through this video, and the first is him sitting on a couch and he's listening to the album he's got like his little orange beanie on he's not talking directly to the camera in these clips and they're kind of just edited in throughout the 40 minutes the other way that we see rm through this video is him actually being interviewed by a mysterious man in a suit whom we do not see but i'm assuming he's asking rm questions and he makes sounds occasionally but there's this mystery man <laughs> in this office in a suit and RM is sitting across from him and he has this large computer screen like facing him but this is where we're getting a lot of RM talking directly to the camera or this man you know sharing his thoughts being interviewed about yeah. Indigo. Yeah. So that's kind of the first few shots that we see and RM opens up by sharing that historically he has talked a lot about his struggle between the persona of RM and Kim Nam Joon, like as mm -hmm. a human. He's he's thought about that importantly and has been reflected in, you know, some of the BTS music. But this album feels like it's the first thing he's made that really feels like him. And yeah. he says he's he's the most involved when it comes to the BTS like narrative. And we see that, like, he's on pretty much every track as, like, a writer of, like, lyrics. Uh, but he can't say that BTS is him because he's only one-seventh of that group, you know, as a collective. Yeah. And so, you know, he's never had time to work on something like this. But when the pandemic hit and his emotions were all over the place, he feels that this album was partially born from that. And then, yeah. um, you know, he talks about, it kind of shifts gears he talks about the album cover, but we already talked about that kind of in depth, like the jacket shoot sketch. Right. You know, he kind of shares similar things. So we're going to kind of skip that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but the next person that we see is P-Dog. 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 Yeah. Yeah. If you guys don't know who P-Dog is, he is a producer and has been a huge part of BTS from day one. Like, he is yep. a major producer of their music. Yeah, and he so, has been the mastermind yeah. behind a lot of our favorite BTS yes. bangers. Yes, P-Dog <laughs> is 
is where it's at. The man yes. is very talented. Yes. <laughs> so he worked with RM on this album for various tracks. And he says, P-Dog says, this album was very special because there were a lot of emotions and sentiments that RM wanted to express. And, you know, they worked very closely together. And this sort of kicks off. Just all these edits. Now we're being introduced to mm-hmm. all of the producers and the and the featured artists. So the next one's um, is Hone, H O N N E Hone. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I know they yeah. sing that free love song that um, V was singing on the first season. Yes. Of, or no, the second season of In the Soup, when he yeah. had the hose and was like doing yes. the water dance party <laughs> with J Hope, wasn't it? Or was it Jin? Yeah. I yeah. think it was, J-Hope was definitely involved. Definitely yes, involved. Yes, There were, I, I believe there were multiple. And they were I having like Jimin? a fun, yeah. And he was singing yeah. that free love song. And yep. I actually really liked that song. I added it to a lot of my playlists because mm-hmm. of that. So I was excited to see that he had worked with them on this as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because they've worked before. Um, yeah. But it was, yeah, really cool. They said that RM... Is a creative writer, and the lyrics he has are always unique and interesting. And Tableau, also speaking to, you know, the lyrics, he says, if you read the lyrics while you listen, there's a bit of sadness and loneliness, even in the upbeat songs. And for him, that feels so human. But that, I think you and I have talked about a lot. Uh-huh. Like, everything RM touches yeah. <laughs> is like a melancholy to it. I think. Yeah, yeah even so a lot I of everything, pretty much that. a lot of BTS members, like even J-Hope, mm-hmm. you know, some of his most mm-hmm. dancey stuff has some really sad <laughs> lyrics and really deep, That's you know, <laughs> lyrics to think about. It's true. Um, but yeah, I, uh, we, like, lonely that you're dancing mm-hmm. and you're singing, mm-hmm. I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> No, just like here we need Adele to sing that, and we don't dance to it. We sit alone in a dark room and we cry over a glass of Chardonnay. Like that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you need different things to express your your inner. You know, but it's getting more and more now. You know, like the weekend is a little bit. I would say has that kind of feel to him. Where I would agree with that. That that pretty danceiness, but there's a sadness to it. Behind yeah. it, I mean, he's straight you know. talking about doing cocaine. <laughs> yeah, like I can't feel my face. My face, when I'm yeah, with exactly. And gets and like, like all of the very like dancing. the uppity yeah. religious people to dance at that at weddings. Like that's a song about <laughs> cocaine usage. <laughs> yeah, so great. Have fun with that. <laughs> but as long as they don't say it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, but then um, we get our first little clip from John. Un, who we've talked about already and how he's like one of our new favorite people. Yes, so he's we a producer, he's an artist, a guitarist, all the things. Friends, you know, with RM. And he says RM has this attitude towards music because he's a very genuine person. And I love that. <laughs> because yeah, me I too. think I think we pick up on that. I think mm-hmm. Army collectively knows that about RM. And then Aeon, who those two are also really close friends, and Aeon was a producer on this album as well, says Indigo shows RM's growth and change, as well as, you know, this record of, you know, RM's journey so far. 
And then... Aeon's so adorable. I did not expect Aeon to look like that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah, that is true. Some of... Some... I love the producers. Like, I love knowing who the producers are and what they look like in their story as well. Because they're really important to, like, Doc Skim. Yeah. Hello. For real, <laughs> he huh? Was you. My I was like, goodness. Oh my goodness. Hey, guy. <laughs> but like, if I would have gone like to school with him, it would have been this. my oh. mom's dreams would have been so much better. I would not not have had a problem with being attracted to him at all. <laughs> yeah, he was cute. Very cute. He was so and cute. So, but I, I love, mean, you don't read, you don't get yeah. a big you don't get a big probability of cute ones when like there's two Korean guys at your school. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Utah not exactly known for the Korean population. Yeah. You know, to to some of the people here, they think like, oh yeah, there's a ton of you Asians, but it's like, no, there's only two Koreans, and then there's three mm-hmm. Filipinos, four Vietnamese. <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> collectively, you guys are just We're not doing all your the best same. in Utah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh man. But yes. Uh uh, let's see. Oh, okay, so back to RM. He says, the greatest work of art is telling a personal story in the most universal way. And so that's what he tried to do here. And then we get Kim Sowell, her first beautiful yes. comment saying that art and one, yes, she's adorable too. Yeah. Like so cute. So pretty. She's, like she's wearing like um like a button up top and she's in I'm assuming her home. There's just tons of plants behind her. I just like her whole aesthetic was I loved it. <laughs> That's how my mom it. used to dress me for church. <laughs> that is well, like exactly pop that you is in like in front of some plants and I'm here yeah, for it. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like a modest look. Like all of them are kind of like in that white beigey, mm-hmm. very modest, not too much skin showing. Yeah. Except like for up, um nice color. Uh mm-hmm. Eugene, she cuz she's the rocker. <gasps> yes, and I like her. She's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, she's my vibe. I yes, I love her studio. Uh but um let's see. Kim Sowell says, RM is known for digging. He's built so much inside of himself that he digs into when he writes. And Paul Blanco mentioned, Paul, I can just listen to this dude all day. All day, every day. He's so cute, too. I I did not expect him to look like that either. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I didn't either, but I'm obsessed. Oh, my gosh. Just, like, amazing, luscious, full head of hair he's got is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says it's something he never thought would be possible. Like this mix of artists and producers on one album is really something just out of the norm. And then Erica Badu <sighs> is like like Beautiful. video like, yeah. like zoomed in. She's like Skype calling. She's in. sitting yeah. in like this wicker throne, and I she know. just looks amazing. She's so <laughs> I like beautiful. This. This is Ugh. vibe, and I love it so much. And I love it's what she awesome. said, too, because she was just like, yeah. our audiences are different, and we just have different reasons that we do music, mm-hmm. and I think merging those two audiences would be to build a bridge. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was just like clapping my hands, yes, preach, because I have felt <laughs> the need for many reasons that those two, like, I feel like K-pop and hip-hop 
go so well mm -hmm. hand in hand together. Like yeah. I just felt like that bridge has needed to have been built for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. This was also the main edit point that I was yes. like, why did they do this? Because they cut her off mid-sentence. And I we know. don't get the end of her sentence until probably like 10 more minutes. Yeah. And the payoff is not worth the edit. I was like, no. you guys, come on. Just let her finish her sentence. Her sentence, it, yeah. Yeah. Because she's saying something really, like, important here. And they cut it off. She says... Um, they do, you know, they have different reasons that they do music and to merge those audiences, cut. Mm -hmm. And then it and moves then on to later, other ones. It would merge a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys. And I think that it was because I think they were trying to like end it all. Like, I like yeah. end it all on that message, they but they should have just played hers do. last. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep it They should have just played hers last. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This particular edit, I was like, come on, you guys. You're better. You're better yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. We got we got the message, and it was important. And then producer Doc Skimp enters Hello. the chat. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Korean yes. Clark Kent in the building. Yes. Uh, oh, my just... goodness. Man. This boy, I would let him file my taxes any day. <laughs> <laughs> yes he's like a hipster accountant and i'm very yeah for it. i love that yeah. he has like mm -hmm. that side part like wears like a bow tie with like a checkered button up like i could i could do that i could hang with that you know rides a vespa i would definitely hop on the back of a vespa with this guy <laughs> he would like hand me his helmets you know safety first and i would hop on the back of his vespa and that's what is that i'm not a huge fan like What's the, there was a movie and there was a TV show. The New Girl, Zoe Deschanel. Oh, I'm yeah, not a I fan know. of her, but she had that movie where she like, was on the back of a, was it a Jim Carrey movie? Yes, ma'am. What am I thinking of? Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. I would want a better I version know. of that movie, but I would definitely be on the back of a Vespa with Doc Skim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. I would too. I could do that too. Yeah. Um, then we get Anderson Pack. So Anderson Pack has more to say than just his name and an ex, you know, like, uh, woo. <laughs> he says that RM is someone who has a bright future in the industry. And yeah. I agree. I agree with him. Me too. And then we get Park Jiyoon, who says when she met him, he was very shy, but genuine and you like and really sincere about the music. And then Eugene is here <laughs> with the facts. The first thing that she Spilling says the tea. in this video, <laughs> spilling his tea, is that RM is more stubborn as an artist than you think. His style is different from what BTS has shown so far. And I was like, yes, <laughs> preach girl. Like, this is the inside scoop. This cheese made that we need. Yeah. <laughs> RM is so good. I love her. Ugh. And then um, Cold says, RM's position as an artist brings so much attention and things to consider. So despite that, to put this album out takes courage. And Paul Blanco says he feels RM wanted to bring something unexpected. And really, it's for this culture. He says that yeah. a couple times. RM's doing this for Korean culture. And mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. I do too. So that's sort of like the first half 
of like just introducing everyone. Everyone's been introduced now in regards to like having, you know, a thing to say. Yep. And honestly, this is like how the rest of it goes, but now it's sort of organized by song. So now we're going to mm-hmm. start going through song by song and everyone's kind of sharing their perspective on it. Yeah. And uh, RM says the hardest part of the album was being worried about like all the genres. Like, mm-hmm. 8 out of 10 are collabs. The genres are all over the place. He wasn't sure how he would pull all these songs together in, like, a cohesive album. And it really kicked in for him that he realized that what is tying everything together is the emotions. You know, mm-hmm. the lyrics and the emotions are kind of what's tying it through. So then we start getting through track to track. So it starts with Yun, And, you know... I think as we go through the songs, we've already covered quite a bit in regards mm-hmm. to RM's thoughts. So I think I'm going to skip that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just cover that. what the featured are, we'll, like anything new exactly. we got from this. Because we, we already Agreed. discussed how we were pretty spot on. So yes. I think that that's a great way to attack this. <laughs> okay. Because I think that's what we want to know. I think that's why this was a big deal for us. Because we wanted to hear the back stories about how he... How they got along working together. How Erica Badu, what did she, was she impressed by him? Did she get to work with him? <laughs> did she not really get to know anything? Did she just hear the song, put her vocals in? Like, we want to know. Yeah. We adore RM scoop. so much. We want to hear these other people that we also adore. We want to hear that they had a great time working with him. So I think that that's mm-hmm. a good way to attack this. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, Erica Badu's uh feedback in like thoughts you know in regards to this song and her participation she said yes right away she said her Her kids kids. were big fans of bts yes Yes. so she already was aware of them so this wasn't like a you know okay i'm your agent this would be a really good career move for you like she was like yeah bts Mm -hmm. uh, my kids are already crazy about you i already know who you are i'd be dumb to turn this down (laughs) But then she was even more excited when she kind of learned about RM and how he was super enthusiastic about art and how he really Mm -hmm. appreciated art and culture um, and that he was super creative. So that kind of pumped her up in regards to doing this collaboration. Yeah. And she really liked the song. It's very early 90s, but she said it was a fresh feeling and she Mm -hmm. really like the words sort of spoke to her as well. So, yeah. I mean, this was right in her wheelhouse, and so mm-hmm. she really, really liked the the song as well when it was, like, kind of first sent to her. Yep. And then we get Still Life. So Anderson shares, because uh, they have a history. So he says every yeah. time they've met RM, there's always good energy, and they've mentioned wanting to do a collab for a while. And so when he got sent the music, he felt it was really good and funky. So he was down. <laughs> and <laughs> he also, I really liked too, he said, you know, he's been in the industry for a while now. So he's thankful for each day. And so that's sort of how he resonated with the song. And he was able yeah. to sort of put his own thoughts into, you know, his, his piece for it. So. Yeah. 
And I also like that mm-hmm. RM kind of was like, I originally was singing the chorus, but I needed more energy there. <laughs> and Anderson's yeah. voice really brought that. Like when he jumps in, it's, I'm still alive. Like it just takes over yeah. the entire part of the song, no matter what mm-hmm. else is happening. So I think that that was an, a very good call <laughs> to, to yeah. make in regards to having Anderson singing that. His voice cuts through. So I, yeah. I love RM's um, ear for other people's vocals. Oh, for sure. He every single featured artist just pairs perfectly with the song, for sure. Yeah, he's like a what a, a designer is for a garment, as far as a like a songwriter is to a song. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, make it work. What is that? Mm-hmm. Make it work. Tim Gunn, is that what he says? Yep, make it work. <laughs> and he knows, like, what kind make of model work. should present the piece, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, I think there that he just, he really thinks so much about it. He, these songs were almost created for these people. It's so, I love when you see this work out, when a plan comes together and you get the end result you wanted, but even more. Agreed. And he said this song in particular, he thinks the states will like, because it's got... You know, a good vibe to it, even though it's still sort of complex and has, like, a heavy subject. But he feels like of all the songs, this one will be really popular in the Western, you know, in the States. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get that. As long it's as they can groove to it, I mean, mm-hmm. you can have things with a heavy subject line as long as you can groove to it. You know, mm-hmm. remember City High's What Would You Do? That was a... <laughs> We were all singing that song. What would you do if your son was at home crying alone on the bedroom floor because he's hungry? And the I forgot about that song. Sleep with a man for a little bit of money and his daddy's gone. We're just in the junior high gym. So we're smoking real in and out of I forgot about that song. Oh my gosh. I completely forgot about that song. Yeah, that's it though. That's a bop. That's it though. Yeah, heavy subject, I would say. Perfect pull. That was such a good pull. Oh man. Hmm. Well, uh, next song we talk about is All Day. And RM first heard the beat from P Dog, and he really loved it. And so you know kind of started with p-dog and we get some comments from tableau who you know was the featured artist here and he said rm reached out to him and he agreed without even hearing the song he was like yeah absolutely and um he says tableau also i was getting so rm is like a very philosophical person and i was getting similar vibes to tableau Mm -hmm. because the way he was expressing his thoughts were was very similar to me. He says, do you really like the things you're doing or consuming? Even this type of world, you can still live without losing your strength and power. He says the end of the song is an homage to one of their songs, Fly. And then RM's is like, yeah, we, I put that in there because Tableau's yeah. lyrics had BTS, you know, homage in it. And uh, Tableau says they started music at different times and they approach it differently. But if you look at it, they have simple, like similar sentiments. And it was at that point, I was like, yeah, I definitely get that. Like they seem to mm-hmm. have a very like philosophical way that they think of music and how they approach it. So I, I, right. I really liked hearing with his comments on it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Next is forgetful. And... <laughs> yeah he says this rm says this one was tricky because it's folk 
And it's a message to his friends because, you know, because of how forgetful he is. Um, but he said it started with John. So John, he kind of worked with uh, because he's a great guitarist and vocalist and one of his closest friends. And so we get some some comments from John about it. And he says it was one of the first tracks for the album that they started to work on. And uh, he says Namjoon had a clear picture for it. He had to have Kim Sewol on it. <laughs> like, knew right away uh, that, you know, that was the vocal that he yeah. wanted and she says, when you're overstimulated, you end up a little dazed. And she was so surprised when they reached out to her <laughs> that it took a while to, like, register that she was going to be on this track. Yeah, she was like, why me? <laughs> like, why are you choosing? Like, why is this such a dead set? You know, because I'm sure it's like normally you have a handful of people. They're looking for a vocal range like this. You have to go in, seeing a part of it, you know, multiple people. It's I would assume it's much like an audition for like a, an acting part. Like, I mean, I think it depends. I think it depends. I feel like a lot of the times collabs are pretty intentional. I don't, Yeah, I think a lot of people have, you know, someone in mind, and then if it doesn't work out, then they sort of go to plan B, plan C, plan D at that point. Yeah. But I think initially, collabs are, are usually pretty intentional when they start. But she was so cute. <laughs> she said, she sang the demo, and that's actually what ended up on the track. And John mentions that she's very humble and innocent sounding, and so it was perfect for the song. And I guess also RM shares that they recorded it back in 2018. Both of them did. And so if you listen to it, like if they were to perform it now, which they did, you know, in his yeah. like live concert, they sound different. Like they don't sound the same. They don't approach it the same way because it's, you know, they were different at the time that they recorded it. And I thought that was really cool. Like that's the kind of inside scoop that I like. <laughs> like... To hear, like, these different, like, little tidbits. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And, uh, she also mentions that RM had shared with her the meaning of the song as well. And it's kind of, you know, a little bit about living a glamorous life, but actually just wanting to go on a walk or go to the park. And then the last thing for this was, um... She mentions that the song embodies the longing for those things and that it's great to listen to when you're being comforted by nature, but also for times when you want to see what you can do, you know, when you want to stand up and like really put some effort into something. So she, everyone involved seems like they really, you know, they really like the song a lot. Yeah, they were like, well, I thought it was funny, too, because he was just like, I don't even know how this is going to tie in. Like, this, all of a sudden, like, there's just a folk song, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, but I think that that's interesting that this is, like, one of the first songs that came together, and it seemed to take just, like, the smallest amount of effort for all of them to just mm -hmm. put the song together. Next is Closer. And I did not, so this, again, great insights, inside information. So this song actually started out with, Hone, H-O-N-N-E, Hone. Um, so these guys had the the song. They already also had Mahalia, like, featured on it as well. So that, you know, her kind of had already been recorded. Uh, but they sent it to RM because they knew he would really love it. And they said they, they knew RM would really get sucked into it. 
And so that was sort of their contribution. Is It was kind of, it started with them. They already had Mahali on there. They looped RM in on the track. And then RM brought Paul on. So he, as we know, slid into Paul's DMs and got him, got him on the track. And Paul is so, like, he is very hip-hop in the yeah. regards to, like, his personality and, like, the things he says. Like, very cool. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. When I was in my production, when I was in school for my music production, there was a lot of people like this because they were like, I'm a producer and I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a rapper. Like, I had a lot of people in my class that were this way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're hustling. They're hustling. Yeah. They were, like, sending me, like, this is my Instagram. Check out my beats. You know, check out my flow. Like, this is <laughs> Paul, in my opinion. Because he's like, BTS is GOAT, man. They're the greatest of all time. <laughs> it was like, the way he was talking was giving me those vibes and... He said he uh, he saw the message, you know, from RM, got music to him by noon, and RM says that he had asked Paul if he slept at all, and he was like, no, man, sleeps for the rich. <laughs> like, <laughs> RM was laughing, and, uh, and so, you know, Paul sent the music in really fast, and so that got sent back to Hon as, like, the producer, and they had great things to say about Paul's voice as well in particular, they were like, his voice is amazing, and he uses a lot of rhythm and stacked harmonies that you don't see in music a lot. And so they really loved that addition. And uh, Paul says that he has a lot of aggressive songs. He does not have a song that's quite like this. So this combination yeah. felt really fresh. And I will say, though, you guys, as a follow-up, I've been listening to a lot of Paul's songs. Toronto one of my favorite songs so far. <laughs> I sent it to you. It's so good. It's seriously You get kind good. of that, like, yeah, that, like, very, like, R&B, like, sort of baby-making, like, mm-hmm. music, like, vibes from Toronto. So go check that out. Yeah, um, really good one. But, <laughs> yeah. But this one in particular I thought was cool. Like, this song and hearing, there was a ton of people involved in this song. So hearing everybody's, you know, perspective on it was cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think the last thing Paul says, if he can't have love, he'll, he related to this song in this way. He said, if he can't have love, he'll be happy with what he has. And all of them, like everyone, you know, involved felt that this was a relatable topic of, you know, wanting something you can't have. And so how do you like deal with that? <laughs> so I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. So next is... Change part two and lonely. So there's no featured artist here, uh, right. as we know. Um, but we did hear from Aeon because he helped produce change part two. And so they've def you know, they've collabed before for sure. You know, Aeon yep. was on mono. RM has, you know, a couple songs with Aeon as well as like a featured artist. And so this was cool. I'm glad they got to work together. For this in a way that produced this song because RM showing up drunk to like record this with Aeon and for Aeon to like put this song together, he arranged it in a really interesting way. And when other people like hear that he was the producer on it, they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So from from context clues, it sounds like Aeon is a really 
like very talented and kind of unique producer. So I thought that was cool to kind of get that perspective. And he says, the first half is just one instrument, vocal and drums, which is sort of unheard of in K-pop. And so this song he feels is really overturning stereotypes or biases and how producing should be in particular with K-pop. Like this song is just so different and unique and just not yeah. something that you hear like, you know, as like an idol holding a concert on stage. Like this is not yeah. what you would hear. So he really likes it. Even in the recording sense too, like normally K-pop is so precise and words mm-hmm. must be, you know, um, pronounced Crisp. correctly and <laughs> and things like that. So like being, you know, even recording drunk is something that's probably not a standard or acceptable in the K-pop industry because, you know, you need to pronounce your words correctly and stuff like that. So I think that this was a fun, this was almost like a fun experiment for them to do together. They've already worked together. They know what each is capable of. So I think that mm-hmm. when you get a pairing like that, that's when you can do some crazy things that you might not mm-hmm. think would work and then get it to work. Yeah, I agree. So the next song is Lonely. And we get to hear from P-Dog because he produced this one. And... Yes. Uh, which is great. So P-Dog said RM came to him with a pretty clear, you know, pretty clear message that he wanted to share with yeah. the song. And so he really tried to relate to it in regards to, you know, going through the pandemic where he couldn't leave his house. And that kind of is similar to hotel, you know, RM's feelings of not being able to leave the hotel. And so he really tried to channel RM as he worked on this song. And that's kind of it. I I think, like, there wasn't, like, a ton. They kind of moved on pretty fast. (laughs) Yeah, they said the only thing they really said was, like, there were more instruments um, in the mix at first. And it just made it sound a little busy. And so then they took some mm-hmm. of them out. And that made the message come across a little heavier. Mm-hmm. A little stronger. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I do agree. I think it's... Oh, it's a bop. <laughs> I love Lonely. It's so good. Uh, uh, then, next song, Hectic. So we get to hear from Cold uh, as the featured artist. And... Uh, he is his friend, and so they, you know, Cold mentions that RM gave him a lot of direction on sort of what he wanted for the song, so that made it actually really easy for him to collab on it. And it was their first time as well for them to collab together in this way, so he really tried to work hard towards having a good balance and harmony on the song. And Jungkook's actually talked about this before too. In that video where he was talking about the Charlie Pooh song, Left and Right, mm-hmm. he shared, too, like, as a vocalist on a featured song, it's, yes, you can, like, you know, be a crazy vocalist and really, out like, outshine your collaborator, you know? So you really, like, the balance and that harmony is super important. And I think they definitely got that on this song. They both sound really good together. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Because you can totally out-sing somebody else and then it feels out of balance it feels out of whack so it's i agree with you on that Mm -hmm. and i think the last thing cold mentions is that they're both sort of heading out of their 20s they're heading into their 30s and so this song what he sort of channeled as he was singing it was sort of reminiscing a little bit on his 20s 
So we sort of like, you know, the nights out that you're drinking. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, being in your 20s, he sort of channeled that as he was recording. So it was kind of the last uh, little thing he mentioned. Then we get into Wildflower. Yes. <laughs> and we get <laughs> back into Eugene's studio, which is amazing. That, oh, we get, and the camera work in this is rocking because when we get yeah. into her like talking about wildflower we get a great pan of her studio mm-hmm. like all the guitars and all the equipment and the posters like the cherry bullet post like posters all over the place yeah. super cool They're and really uh cool. <laughs> yes and doc skin also is back uh because he produced this song but he also wrote outro tear and lie which I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Hello. Like two of our favorite two songs. Two of our favorite especially songs. Outro Tear. Yeah. Outro yeah. Tear is a masterpiece. One of my favorites. And yes. All like, time, hands down. That, oh, when we saw that live, I've seen it live twice now and I am so sad because we probably won't ever see it again. Life changing. <laughs> Can you see <laughs> Outro Tear performed live? Oh my gosh. But... So to know that he was, like, you know, behind those two songs, I'm completely obsessed with this guy. But he also shared this story, too. So he mentions and kind of shares with us, uh, and RM talks to it a little bit as well, that he actually was going to retire. Like, this was going to be his last song uh, because he had sort of just gotten burnt out. And he was going to quit. And working on this song, you know, he said, he told RM, I'm going to give you a thousand percent, you know, on this song. He said it was the hardest he's worked on a song before. But through that process, he sort of renewed his passion for music. And so he's going to continue. He's going to continue working on music. So this whole, like, side story, I wasn't even expecting was just like what amazing like i love the story and for him it's oh, thank you for sharing dusk <laughs> thank you for sharing being vulnerable with us in this journey and i was just like not ready for i wasn't expecting this like whole uh this whole extra like story that we got from him it was very cool yeah i i think so too that's really awesome i'm so excited that He's not going to quit doing music because, I mean, if stuff like Outro Tear and Lie are inside of there Mm -hmm. and Wildflower. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Like, you should not quit. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) We need need your talent working on, you know, these these great songs. Yeah. Like, definitely don't do that. Like, so stay, stay, stay where you are. Stay where you are. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. We do also hear from Eugene as well. Uh, She says that um, he came to her, you know, he like came to her studio and they had talked about her being featured on the song and she was really worried about being too loud like she was like if you feature me on this song and I just sing it you know in my style it's gonna be too loud you know for the song that 
you're going for. And he was like, no, this is what I came to you for. I want you yeah. to sing it in your own style. And she said because of that, she was really able to to record comfortably and, you know, be featured on it. And she was thankful, like, that they had this conversation where she can really mm-hmm. kind of, like, be herself as she was recording, you know, for it. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> and it is <sighs> song so good. beautiful. Her voice is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last song, though. Number two. Number two. So, this is about Don't Look Back. Don't look back now. <laughs> no looking uh, back now. No looking back now. No more. So, in this clip, we get to hear from Park Ji-yoon, who she... Argyme has mentioned a number of times, like, how graceful she is. And I get that from this clip. She just seems so beautiful and graceful. I know. And, like, the way she She's like a goddess on a throne. Yes! I was like, oh, my god. I, like, gosh. felt like... And, like, no, oh. nothing compared to the other ladies. I mean, it just felt like there was something, like, royal about her. Y- like... yes. Majestic. Like she was like an angel yeah. or something. Like it was like <laughs> as soon as it went or it panned to her, it was like, listen up. Like she's telling you something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And uh she says she got the email about the song in the hospital after she'd had her baby. And she thought it was new that, like, a younger artist was reaching out to her like this. And she was like, would this be fun for me to do? And so she signed up for it. She did it. And um, she says her voice, I love this. She's very self-aware. She says her voice is not sharp in any way. And so Mm -hmm. she feels that's why people like to listen to it. Because, you know, it's very soft. Um, And she says... That she likes the way her voice fit in with this song as well. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I really and, feel like uh, her voice is the only one that could really pull that off. It's so soft. Mm-hmm. But it's like powerful in the, yeah. in the same. It's just it's interesting. Like, it's like cotton. It's like cotton it's candy. Strong where it's like soft. it's it's so full of flavor and so. It's just like the, the flavor like is so nicely. strong, but the texture <laughs> of it is so soft, and it just melts yeah. away, like, at the slightest little bit mm-hmm. of anything. It's just, like, you wouldn't yeah. think... It's so light and airy. You wouldn't... It's like a souffle. You wouldn't think it would be packed <gasps> with flavor. Souffle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what it I is. I mm-hmm. Pillowy mm-hmm. soft, but then yeah. you're... It, like, just explodes with flavor and, like, soul mm-hmm. and heart. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, I think too she she mentioned how she has lived a similar life to RM, where at a young age they found success and she liked the message of the song because there's a lot of complicated emotions growing up in this environment, but she wanted him and others, you know, to know that you did a good job. You did well. You don't need to look back. You pat yourself on the back and you go forward. And I think, and RM says this, and I agree. He says, having an adult tell you this is more persuasive. 
So he was really happy to have her on here, and I do mm-hmm. agree. Like, yeah, she's, it's just what we were just she's barely been saying. through a lot. Yeah, yeah. But she's got just all this life experience behind yeah. her as well. So her telling you this is like, oh, yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I like believe well, it. And when you see yeah. her and her voice, it almost commands it. Like you, it's like they keep saying her voice sounds eerily, you know, haunting and lonely. Like it, there's something that's hollow about it, and. It's like when you hear that voice like that, it's like, yeah, she, the, her voice is like that because she's been through some things. Mm-hmm. So listen mm-hmm. to what she's telling you because it's <laughs> like a privilege for her to be talking to you about yeah. this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she's so cool. <laughs> she's so cool. She's just, man, oh, very, very cool to hear, you know, her perspective um, on this song. And then the video wraps up. It kind of wraps up. RM, you know, has some final thoughts. He said, overall, this is not for impact, but rather a history of the last four years. And his fans will get to know him better. And that's the impact he's looking for. Mm -hmm. And he hopes it lasts a long time, like a quiet meadow. And it kind of wraps up. All the featured artists have like really positive words for RM. Like they thank him and they wish him good luck and like they want him to see good success on the album. And that's the end yeah. of the video. Perfect. Yeah. So good. This was really <sighs> I I liked this one a lot. I loved hearing everybody else's mm-hmm. experience they had making the album. Agreed. Agreed. But that we did it. That was the end of it. Jude, I want to give you a virtual high five. Listeners, yes. I'm giving you like a, I'm giving you, I'm putting my hands up in the air. So you can put your, <laughs> lace your hands Hold in between hands mine and, and you can jump up air. and down <laughs> because we did it. We all collectively made it through the indigo, just the, the album, the promotional stuff and Content, all of it. What a whirlwind. What a whirlwind. We did Such it. Such a good album. Yes. Man, thank you, RM. Thank you, Thanks RM. Thanks for this. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's such a good so, and a masterful yeah. album. I love it so much, and I can't wait to get it on vinyl. Yeah. Ah, same. <sighs> same. But yes. Yes, yes, yes. So it? stay tuned, though. We yeah. will have be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, yes. We'll catch here. up. We'll catch yes, up we'll to be do. catching oh, up. Oh, we got to talk about here soon. We've but... got so much to catch up on, but don't worry. Stay tuned. Don't touch that dial because yeah. we're going to get don't it to you. Don't touch that dial. But yep. But you guys have a great week. <laughs> yes, have a great week. And as always, everyone. Bora. 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 Bora.